this is Monica, and this is Remembering the Misremembered. James Edwards was a moody, sexy, handsome heartthrob, an Indiana-born New York actor, a black counterpart to Montgomery Clift, and a forerunner of Sidney Poitier. He would have been ideal for the role of the young black doctor who was accused of killing a white patient in the film No Way Out, but Joseph L. Mankiewicz hired Sidney Poitier for the part. The rebellious nature of actors like Clift and Mar Marlon Brando was sexy and intriguing, but in a black actor, it was akin to career suicide. The tall, nut-brown colored thespian possessed a strong, intense physical presence, and he was a distinguished evolution from the step and fetch it and Rochester types. For those who don't know, those were the stereotypical characters black actors Lincoln Perry and Eddie Anderson played before James Edwards came along. He was cinema's first black man of dignity. He often played military men, and he pioneered the black man, white man buddy film where the two were on equal intellectual footing. But James Edwards was more than just an actor. He was also a writer who aspired to work as a Broadway playwright and to do a musical that would tour the South. He was an acting instructor and he directed plays. James Johnson Edwards was born on March 6, 1918 in Muncie, Indiana to a Baptist minister mother and a father who was a religious instructor and laborer. As a youngster, James worked a series of odd jobs. He also played sports, becoming a pro boxer. After he was badly bloodied in a bout, his mother insisted that he quit boxing and focus on his education. He went to Indiana University, but the racism he experienced there was so thick that he couldn't concentrate on his studies. He transferred to a historically black college, Knoxville, Tennessee, Knoxville College, where he majored in psychology. James enlisted in the Army during World War II, becoming a first lieutenant and working on a war production board. While in the war, tragedy struck him. James Edwards was involved in a catastrophic car crash, sustaining injuries that tore his face apart. His face had to be reconstructed from the ground up via plastic surgery, and they did a great job because you couldn't tell from looking at him. As he recovered, his psychiatrist advised him to take public speaking classes in order to help him regain his confidence and to get him used to speaking in front of people. This made him develop an interest in acting. He earned a master's degree in drama from Northeastern University, where he was part of President Roosevelt's Federal Theater Project. He traveled as part of a singing group and performed as one of Langston Hughes' Skyloft players in Chicago, and he also played a number of stage roles. One role that garnered him lots of attention was the lead in the Broadway production, Deep Are the Roots, which he took over after initially being the understudy for another actor. He accompanied the production when it went to the West Coast. He settled there, becoming part of a theater group, playing an elderly man in a production that featured more actors than people in the audience, so it didn't last long. James Edwards broke into film in a big way, being cast in Stanley Kramer's military drama, which focused on racism. The character was originally supposed to be Jewish and dealing with anti-Semitism. Edwards realized the importance of the role. 
So money wasn't the important thing here. He told Kramer that he would happily take the part in exchange for three meals a day and a place to sleep. The film was 1949's Home of the Brave, and the character was Private Peter Moss. James Edwards became a big star because of this portrayal. Not a step-and-fetch-it type, but a man in possession of intelligence and sensitivity. A human character and a new type of black man. He showed great authority, although another character did call him a yellow-bellied nigger. And he managed to bring this kind of portrayal to the screen ahead of Sidney Poitier. James Edwards was very unique in that he was a black man with an edge to him, a mystery, a Byronic hero. His wild, brooding eyes gave clues to his internal life, very much like his counterparts, Mr. Clift and Mr. Brando. He could steal a scene from almost any actor, too. He went on to play a number of soldiers in various films, though he also played a cop, a witch doctor, and a boxer. He was a combat army medic in 1950's The Steel Helmet, the first movie made about the Korean War while the Korean War was in full swing. He was in Bright Victory as a blinded World War II veteran interacting with a white blind veteran who is unaware that James Edwards' character is black. Some other Korean films he did include 1957's Men in War and 1959's Porkchop Hill. He did another film in 1957 called Battle Him, where he played a fighter pilot. No black actor played another fighter pilot in a film until Lou Gossett Jr. in the 1986 film Iron Eagle, almost 30 years later. Edwards lost out on the leading role in the 1952 film Red Ball Express. It was the days of the Red Scare the time when the House Un-American Activities Committee pressured people to expose communist sympathizers in the movie industry, name names, or face the blacklist. They did this to many people, destroying careers and lives. They did it to James Edwards. He told members of HICASP, Hollywood Independent Citizens Committee of Arts, Sciences, and Professions, that three FBI agents visited him, demanding that he rebuke and repudiate actor and singer Paul Robeson. Revealing this to Hickasp damaged the career of James Edwards, that and his outright refusal to reveal anything that he might have known about Robeson, who supported the Soviet Union when it had been an ally of the United States, as well as when it fell out with the United States. Paul Robeson lost his career because of that. James Edwards lost the role in Red Bull Express to Sidney Poitier, who, interesting enough, also refused to castigate Robeson but I guess he did it in such a way that it didn't offend the powers that be too much. The career of James Edwards was that of a character actor. His career went on, but he wanted success on his own terms, refusing to play the Hollywood game, and that's not allowed. Edwards did a screen test with Dorothy Dandridge, reading for the part of Joe and Carmen Jones. I'm sure Edwards and Dandridge would have great chemistry on screen, but as we know, the role ended up going to Harry Belafonte. A 19-year-old starlet named Diane Carroll was wildly attracted to James Edwards. He was married at the time, but since when does marriage stop a connection, especially in Hollywood? He would talk to her about projects that he was working on and producers he was meeting with. Some panned out and more did not. Alcoholism consumed him. And she remembered him as a man who reeked of alcohol because he bitterly drank from dusk till dawn out of frustration. He angrily watched as the stars of Belafonte and Poitier rose 
and his star was stagnant and stalled. The drinking didn't help, but James Edwards also found himself in the bed of the wife of a producer that he had a meeting with the very next day. He was accused of slapping a white actress that he was having an affair with too. He was all but banned from Hollywood restaurants because he created horrible scenes with waiters or other diners. He took Diane Carroll to the black part of town where he was still treated with reverence. She also idolized him in this bizarre, sexless relationship. James Edwards was in the home of his wife's family, working on a film script when he began having chest pains. He was rushed to the hospital where he later died of a heart attack on January 4, 1970, at the too young age of 51. He had quit drinking six weeks prior. His death left a devastated family, friends, and industry. His last three films were not yet released at the time of his death, but Patton, in which he played the valet of General George Patton, was a huge hit at the time that it came out. George C. Scott refused the, act, the Oscar that he won for the title role, making him the first actor to do so, saying that he didn't think one acting performance can be compared to another, but he also said of James Edwards that he deserved to win the Oscar 20 years ago, quote, and Sidney Poitier knows it, end of quote. James Edwards was a top-tier actor with an amazing presence and a great talent who played some very intriguing roles over the course of a 22-year career. He was ahead of his time and he had his troubles as everyone does, but he deserves to be remembered along with Poitier and Belafonte because he too was a great film pioneer who opened doors for those two heavyweights. He was an actor, heartthrob, writer, director, teacher, husband, and father of a young daughter. He was inducted into the Black Hollywood Filmmakers Hall of Fame 10 years after his film roles include the role as a haunted black soldier in the original Manchurian Candidate, which deals with mind control. He played a boxer in an episode of the TV show, The Fugitive, and he played a soldier alongside Sammy Davis Jr. in an episode of The Virginian, which I watched on YouTube, a good episode for those who haven't seen it and might be interested. But anyway, that's uh, that's all I have on Mr. James Edwards, who was, uh, as I said, a great actor. Denzel even has talked about how he was an influence on him. But um, anyway, I'm Monica. This is Remembering the Misremembered. And I'll see you soon with more stories.